0: what's up guys rick here with this week's betting and one and done preview for the workday charity open If you're looking for DFS preview, that's already out. Go back in the feed or I will link it right here and in the description so that you can go back and check out some of the fantasy fantasy options. But this is for betting purposes. So we'll go through, uh, you know, win odds, top five, top 10, top 20, maybe a few matchups and then we'll get to the one and done. It has been a very good week or a couple of weeks i guess since the restart for the community Uh, i shout out a lot of the people who've been having great weeks uh, in that dfs video so go check that out if you would like and everything that you see in these videos is available on rickrungood.com that's my website it's full of data visualizations for golf Uh, all right let's jump into this week's workday charity open here we go the tournament predictor tool if you are new What this tool does is it takes the implied Las Vegas win percentages. So the odds for each golfer to win top five, top 20, top 10, and, uh, compares it to the actual likelihood of those golfers, uh, to reach such numbers and then sees if there's any value anywhere. Now, the way this works is we have to designate what the potential winning score will be or the or the strokes gained by the winner. this is obviously a new event uh, this is not an event that we've seen before but let's just go back and see what what kind of scores we've had at the memorial. This is the strokes gain database which has got has to be has to be my favorite tool on uh, on the website here. so let's pull up the memorial. Oh we've got to do 2019. I had 2018 clicked. Let's do this. Let's do the memorial for 2019. Here we go. Um, now, the winner, 19 strokes gained, Patrick Cantley. Adam Scott came in second, 17 strokes gained. Uh, in 2018, Bryson DeChambeau won it, gaining about 12 and a half strokes. In 2017, Jason Duffner won, gaining 16 strokes, but he would have won it with 14 because he won by three shots. So looking at this and trying to figure out what the score is going to be, I'm okay with leaving it here at 15. That's the average strokes gained on tour for what's going to win a golf tournament. I'm okay leaving it there. But for the second week in a row, and I got to tell you, betting outrights is it it, there has not been a lot of value in it have we hit winners yes of course uh but if you are a a uh if you only follow the spreadsheet which i like to do there is not a lot of value from these books i think books are really taking the opportunity to say okay lots of new people betting golf i'm just gonna lay a bunch of bad odds on you and uh see what happens and that's kind of what we're seeing reflected in these betting markets so for example if, if we say 15 strokes gained is going to be the winner there are only one two three four five six seven eight I don't know 15 15 golfers that have any level of ex, of positive expected value and uh, none of them are really all that appealing I guess they're kind of appealing so the, the ones that pop off the board uh, Patrick Cantlay and Brooks Kepka are the first two with positive expected value so what that means for Patrick Cantlay, his odds uh, from Vegas which I believe are 14 to one at the moment imply that he's going to win this golf tournament about seven percent of the time 7.1 I have him winning about 7.4 percent of the time so that is expected value but it is the tiniest bit of value it's it's probably not worth hanging your hat on same thing for Brooks Kepka Vegas uh, implies that kepka wins this golf tournament about five and a half percent of the time I have him about 5.8. So it's not a lot, it's a little bit of value, but it's the only two guys near the top of the betting board with such value. Uh, Mark Leishman is another. Mark Leishman's almost a full percent. Vegas says he wins it about 2% of the time. I say he wins it about 3 or the model says he wins it about 3 Shane Lowry, Lonto Griffin, Mark Hubbard, they're all positive expected values. Let's see if we can find the biggest expected value. Is it Leishman? Oh, it's Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry uh, Vegas says he wins at about 1%. I say he wins at about 3.9%, something like that. That's the biggest value, but I mean, it is, it is ugly. I'm not going to lie. It is very ugly. And I think that speaks a lot to the absolutely terrible pricing that we are getting from books at the moment. Um, unfortunately we, we can't look past that. So if we want to be uh, just, just beholden to the, to the numbers, it's tough to bet anybody in an outright. Now, if we don't want to be beholden to the numbers, if we want to look a little more anecdotally, if we want to look for reasons to bet some of these guys, I certainly have those takes as well. Um, I do think it is uh, a Brooks Kepka week. You know, the last time we saw him flying up the leaderboard at the RBC Heritage, uh, he's sitting there at 14 to 1. It is all about the flat stick for him. Now in the midst of an eight-round stretch in which he's gained strokes with his putter. The last time he did that was in the midst of his 2018 U.S. Open victory that week and surrounding weeks. So um, really like the opportunity there for Kepka at 14. But then I look at guys like... So there are some guys here that... You know, we talk about a lot in terms of upside. Who actually can win this golf tournament? Joaquin Neiman can win a golf tournament. He won the Greenbrier earlier this year. Mark Leishman can win a golf tournament. He won at Tory Pines earlier this year. Cameron Champ can win a golf tournament. He's won twice in his PGA Tour career, both the Safeway and the Sanderson Farms. Uh, those are guys that can actually win golf tournaments. Those are guys that are going to be getting uh, some levels of investment from me in outright money markets when you turn to um whether it's top 10 top 20 uh, or even top 5 markets there does become a little bit more of an opportunity and i'll adjust the strokes gain here just so we can see some positive stuff there we go let's hope that only 13 strokes gained is the target score because then we get a lot of value all over the place a lot of guys can get to that number um I'm willing to buy back in on someone like a Scotty Scheffler, for example, Uh, maybe a top 10 run on Scotty, who, of course, was the the worst player in the field on Thursday at the Rocket Mortgage. He was one of the best players in the field on Friday at the Rocket Mortgage. And you can make the argument, uh, it's easy to play when you start the day 12 shots off the cut line or whatever he did. Um, so it's easy to go out and shoot a low score, but the, the statistical profile of what Scotty Scheffler did on Friday, uh, has me very optimistic about him moving forward. And then you always have my buddy, my buddy, Lonto Griffin always shows up here, right? Here's Lonto Lonto. Uh, I think he is a value to win. I think he is a value for top five. I think he's a value for top 10. I think he's a value for top 20. That's what the model says. It is also backed up by my gut <laughs> as we kind of bet, you know, I think I've bet Lanzo the last two weeks to be top 20. I think he's finished 23rd and 21st, but you get like, get like 12 to one and eight to one on him to do that. Like, it's crazy. Um, I have him reaching the top 20 about a quarter of the time, 25% of the time his odds imply he's only going to do it. of the time. That to me is a pretty significant value. Let's go to -to head-to-head matchups. Head-to-head matchups have been uh, increasingly the best way to bet golf, especially because the outright markets have been so terrible. Not only head-to-heads, but live head-to-heads round by round head-to-heads that the the number of tweets that i've gotten since i posted that video two weeks ago entitled um the most profitable way to bet golf i believe it was it was titled I'll i'll link it here and in the description as well you can always find it in the feed it's from it's from a week or two ago ever since i posted that video the amount of screenshots that i get the amount of tweets that i get or emails that i get of people being like I went four and zero. I went five and one. I hit a ten-person parlay. Like literally, these are real things people have sent to me. Um, it's incredible the the amount of success we've seen from this and and, and myself. I think, you know, I try not to post post picks on Twitter, right? But sometimes I just can't help myself. Uh, and I think in like the nine that I've posted uh, in the last two weeks for round four were like nine one and one or something like that you know what i mean i know others are finding great values as well so this is where i've been living i've been living in this matchup situation so we're gonna go full tournament matchup and then i just encourage you go look at um go look at that video go watch that video because live in-game matchups has been the absolute best way to bet uh for a while And, and guys are taking advantage of it i want you to be able to take advantage of it too all right, let's start with this one. I see Brooks Kepka versus Patrick Cantlay. Uh they are both minus 110. I would like to see what those numbers look like. oh wow. I have Cantlay winning this 56% of the time. I have Cantlay uh should be, now this does not include vig, minus 129. He is minus 110. That's a pretty significant favorite. Uh I I kind of like Patrick Cantlay here. This is interesting. This is interesting. What he does, and what you can kind of see from this, um, he he has such a higher floor than Kepka does. You know, obviously Kepka went on a run here um, where you know it, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily good at, at the end of twenty nineteen and into twenty twenty. He's getting better now. Uh, cantley has been just very solid. And when you when you have head to head matchups, uh, guys that are well-rounded or have a high floor tend to show up better in the simulator so that might be a bet as much as i like kept to win this week uh can't lay head to head might be might be profitable this is a pretty big number here let's see this one justin thomas versus john rom and i'm looking at william hill right now and this has oh very interesting okay william hill has justin thomas at minus 150 i have john rom at minus 115 i have it flipped i have rom being a 53 percent favorite here uh which would be one of the bigger differences that we could come across let's do ricky fowler versus colin morikawa that's interesting morikawa doesn't have as big of a sample size you'll see that here in a second yeah, you can see his sample size uh, really doesn't pick up until until more recently. Um, I've got Ricky Fowler winning this fifty four percent of the time. Both guys are minus one ten. Fowler, uh, helped by uh, his his memorial history, obviously you know course history at Muirfield Village. Um, So that's pretty interesting. So you can run through, this is the the head-to-head simulator on rickrungood.com. You can run through as many of these as you would like. I'm just going through the ones that I find to be the most interesting. And already we found a couple of uh, discrepancies that I might have to lay lay a wager on. Um, All right, let's turn our attention to the one and done because I think this is uh, a very interesting situation that we have this week. Now this is weird right? You know, we, we could not have planned before the season for, uh, the John Deere classic to be canceled, or I guess any event to be canceled for the work day to take the spot in the schedule for Mirfield village to host two straight events. So we are working with, um, I don't want to say incomplete data, but not exact data, right? We're working off Mirfield Village and the Memorial for results, uh, for trends, for calculations, but it's not a perfect fit. So bear with me here as we all try to figure this out for this week. Um, I'll show you what happened last year. So last year at the Memorial, Matt Kuchar, uh, I guess rightfully so, was the um he- heavy heavy highest selected pick uh 536 picks for last week uh patrick cantlay was second i imagine he is going to be incredibly popular again this week tiger woods now tiger woods is not in the field obviously for the work day tony finau was pretty popular uh that that will not be happening this year um adam scott he's not back ricky fowler gary woodland hideki matsuyama so this is kind of where things get a little bit wonky, and we have to figure out how this is going to translate for this season. I imagine if you've if you still have Justin Thomas, you're probably not burning him this week um, at a course where I think the prize pool is, you know, the purse is like seven and a half million, something like that. It's not a big prize pool, um, especially because he's coming off the missed cut. You're pro- you're probably not using him there. There are so many question marks at the top of this board. Think back to last week. Think back to. I, f- I feel like I could run the tape. You know, last week is uh, so many great options. Bryson clearly knocking on the door. Webb is right there. He's coming off of his win. Hatton, Hovland, all guys that you'd be very comfortable playing. You are not comfortable really playing a lot of these guys. Uh, Justin Thomas coming off the missed cut, but clearly the best player here. Uh, Brooks Kepka, who flashed a-, a little bit of brilliance, but if that's going to be the case, you don't want to burn him here at the workday. Patrick Cantlay, no question marks whatsoever, except for the fact that he's probably going to be the highest-owned golfer here. Uh, You know, Hideki is near the top of the betting board. He's a guy that can you really trust? I mean, there's so many question marks here. You have to figure out what works best for you. If I was front-running, um, I would be on Patrick Cantlay. I would just say, you know what, give me Cantlay. Uh, he's finished, you know, finished 11th at Travelers. He won here at the Memorial last year. He played great at Mirfield Village uh, each of the last two years. This is a second shot course. Go, you know, make others come catch me, right? By taking the chalk. So if I was uh, leading, if I was near the front of the pack, I would just be eating chalk right now and going with Patrick Cantlay. If I needed to make up ground. Probably not going to save Brooks because if Brooks is back, you want to save him for something later. Um, Justin Rose, if you've not used yet, is incredibly interesting. Uh, His T to green game is reminiscent of that of a guy who was the number one player in the world. Let me see if I can show you this really quickly. I might have shown this a little bit on the um, on the betting pre or on the DFS preview. I'm not sure if I did. If I didn't. Let me show you here. So, um, Justin Rose T to green. Now, the two two of his three starts since the restart, eight point seven gained, six point three gained. If you go back and find other pl- times that he's gained that amount T to green, you're talking about. I mean, a third place at the U.S. Open, a third place at the Wells Fargo, an eighth at the Players, a win at Farmers Insurance, um, a fourth at the Tour Championship, a second at both the BMW and the Dell Technologies. I mean, this this is this is justin rose's path to victory it is be great t to green which is what he's done in two of the first three events back this year so he's someone that i think is very interesting if you still have him available and he was playing so poorly for a while that you might still have him available let me see how how much he's been used here he has been used oh yeah i mean he's not even in the top like he's like the 15th most used golfer 31 percent of you have used him um so a lot of you have justin rose available i think that is incredibly interesting if you want to go deeper uh and you haven't used either victor hovland yet uh or colin morikawa yet this might be a good time to do so victor hovland absolutely knocking at the door the kid's gonna win he's gonna win at some point it might be this week he's going to win a lot uh best player in the field tita green last week you have to love that morikawa gets a little bit of a reset Misses the cut at the Travelers. Didn't play well at, uh, what would that have been, Harbortown? Because he, I'm not sure because of this, but he misses the, uh, misses the putt in the playoff at Colonial uh, to lose to Burger. Wasn't the same since. Now gets a hard reset at a place that he should be very good, but I don't think a lot of people are going to want to play him. So he might be kind of your sneaky little high upside guy who should dominate around any course that is a second shot course like Mirfield Village is. So I think you have a few options. Um, Cantlay, Rose, Hovland, or Morikawa. That's basically where I'm going depending on what I need in my one-and-done pools. Um, I hope Kepka wins it. I'm going to bet him outright. I've already bet him outright. Uh, But I think for one-and-done purposes, if he is back, you might want to save him that'll do it for me this has been your betting and one and done preview best of luck this week tweet me let me know who you're betting who you're picking in your one and done it's at rick run good good luck this week talk to you soon